Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Zero Dark Nerdy, the world's most notorious pop culture podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network betonline.ag for all your sports gambling needs and of course the most dynamic movie theater in all of the triad area be sure to check out red cinemas you can rent the place out you can do all kinds of fun stuff redcinemas.com is the website right there on your way to downtown greensboro be sure to check them out there are going to be some spoilers ahead this is your boy brian aka el nino and today i'm joined with ryan saber Captain Cleveland, Browns, Cavs, Guardians, CLE, till I die. Mm, 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 mm. Always good to have. I was trying on the fly to think of a call sign, and I said, you know what? Don't fuck it up. Just just go. I mean, to me, our our nicknames are our call signs. Like you would be on your F eighteen, it would say Captain Cleveland. No, it'd say Mister. It'd say Mister. Sabatier. <laughs> Mine would say El Nino. So we're gonna be talking about two of the hottest movies on the planet right now: Top Gun Maverick and Jurassic World Dominion. We are gonna be starting off with Top Gun Maverick as far as highs, lows, everything in between. Same thing with Jurassic World Dominion, and we would love to hear your feedback. Please be sure to check out the website. We want to see the comments. Check us out on social media, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, everywhere else. Zero Dark Nerdy. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to be able to express that on our episodes. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL conference finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Let's go ahead and start with the movie that came out first, Top Gun Maverick, and we'll go ahead and start off with Captain Cleveland, yeah. a.k.a. Mr. Sabretooth. Yeah, uh... Okay, so a lot of people have seen Top Gun, obviously, because it's, you know, the biggest movie in the world right now. And it's close to, I think it's like 800 million worldwide. It's around 500 million, I think, in the U.S., you know, after what, the first two weeks, three weeks, I guess. Um, It's the biggest, I believe it was the biggest opening of Tom Cruise's career. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was also, I think it's the highest grossing movie of his career so far, which is a little bit surprising because of some of those, um, you know, blockbusters, Minority Report, uh, obviously all the Mission Impossibles and, you know, many, many more. So, look, uh, it's, you know, it's it's a good movie. It's it's fucking awesome. I would say the first maybe 30 minutes or so. I mean, I was grinning and smiling the whole time i mean they get you with the kenny Loggins right out of the gates Mm -hmm. they're on the fucking you know the they're on the aircraft carrier he busts out the motorcycle they you know take him back to top gun the whole nine yards what what i will say is this okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little bit of a 
feedback sandwich here, right? So with a feedback sandwich, you start with good, you give a little bit of negative criticism, and then you end with good, right? So I started with the good. The first 30 minutes is very nostalgic, takes you back to 86. Um, It was, it's, you're smiling. You feel very, very good. Here is the negative. All right, so there's four iconic scenes in the original Top Gun, right? The the opening scene when they get inverted with the MIG and give them the finger. I feel the need, the need for speed, all that, right? The, the scene when they go to Top Gun and Slider comes in there. The, you know, there's two O's and Goose Boys and, the, you know, Iceman's like the, uh, the, the plaque for the alternates is in the ladies' room. <laughs> right? That's iconic. When they're at the bar and they do, you've lost that loving feeling. Yeah. That's iconic. And then the next day when she comes in, he's like, that's classified, all that. Like, there are fucking, the first hour of Top Gun, the original, is yeah. there are no iconic scenes in this movie like that. Um, there just isn't. And look, maybe I need to see it a couple more times. Cause I've seen top gun, probably no bullshit. I've probably seen that movie 50 times. Yeah. So it's one of my favorites. Um, so like I said, the first 30 minutes of this movie is very nostalgic. Makes, makes me think back to 86. My, my, my criticism of it is there are no iconic scenes. Now here is the other, I'm going to wrap with the positive. Okay. Time has been very, very good to Tom Cruise. Um, the guy is fucking amazing. He's still a great actor. Um, the fact that they're making this movie 36 years later, I mean, the dog fighting scenes and the plane scenes in the original are are amazing. But like what they did in this is it's fucking mind blowing. Um, it's just awesome. And you're you're on the edge of your seat for you know, I don't want to give away too much, but there is like this impossible, impossible task that they have to do. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I didn't know if they were going to do it. Like I was probably in, in, you know what? I'm not even going to say anything else there. I'm just going to say that, you know, the dog fighting scenes, the plane scenes, everything. I mean, you can tell that these guys were really in planes. Tom, Tom Cruise was great. Jennifer Conley is chef's kiss. I mean, she is, you know, love her. She's amazing. Was oh. great in this movie. Miles Teller. I mean, dude, he's moving up the list yeah. of like my, like one of my favorite young actors. He is so good in everything that he does. He was phenomenal in this movie. I I loved him. And I'm going to say this too. Fucking Glenn Powell, the guy that plays Hangman, yeah. he is such a dick. He is such yeah. a fucking asshole. And yeah. I'm like talking to Courtney. I'm like, dude, I fucking hate this guy. And yeah. she's like, why do you hate him? He is like if Maverick and Iceman had a baby. <laughs> he is a a more metamorphosis of their two attitudes. Yeah. And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I fucking yeah. love this guy. Yeah. Glenn Powell is awesome. The cast was awesome. The movie is just, it's really good. But here's the thing. It's not the original. And I am, you know, people who are young that don't love the original the way that I love the original or like we love the original. Yeah. 
they don't have the bias that we have. So they're going to fucking love this movie. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, this is like one of the greatest action movies I've ever seen. And I would agree with that, except for the fact that it's not that doesn't have those iconic scenes. Gotcha. So what what would you rate this this movie? Yeah, I give it I give it. I give it three and a half, okay. uh, three and a half okay. coins. Right. Um, you know, look, I'm a fucking Marvel whore and we talk about it all the time. I overrate the Marvel movies. And I think everybody knows that that watches this. So the challenge is, is people are gonna be like, yo, this is the lowest movie you've ever rated on it, except for the Joker. I gave I fucking gave the Joker a horrible review, but it's it's a really, really great movie. See it in the theater. I may go back and actually see it again in IMAX. Uh, I just saw it in sort of standard. I saw it at Red Cinema. Uh, Courtney and I went on Wednesday uh, after work because, you know, it'd been been out for almost three weeks and I hadn't seen it yet. So I give it three and a half coins uh, only because I cannot get past. Like he didn't even say, I feel the need, the need for speed. Like I wanted that so bad. And I thought he was going to say it at one point. Now, one other um, positive they could have gotten really cheesy with this movie. And and I feel like if they would have done, like, I feel the need for speed, then they, I don't know have, though, bro. That's just, that's like, just there point. was, there was a perfect time when they could have said it, like when they stole the plane at the end, like, <laughs> and he's got good, he's got, um, you know, miles Teller is the Rio in the back. Yeah. Like they could have done it then, you yeah. know, there was a couple Parts where, you know, we're a little cheesy, like when Miles Teller was like, talk to me, dad, you know, like I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. But he said, talk to me, Goose, just enough. And then the right moments like they could have gone over the top with nostalgia on this. And I think they did a really good balance of being yeah. just nostalgic enough, but not being cringeworthy. Agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent. Anything can happen during the second half of the NASCAR season. Experience the thrills, the drama, and the acceleration on the NBC family of networks. The push for the playoffs begins in Nashville Sunday, June 26 on NBC and Peacock at 4 p.m. Central Time. And join us the following weekend for NASCAR Road America Sunday, July 3rd, 2 p.m. Central Time, only on the USA Network. So like Saba, here's the thing. I was actually confused when it first started because the very intro... Is the intro it of is. Top Gun? Yes, li- with the with the yeah. text and everything, the, the text and everything. So I was like, "Oh my god, did this movie theater fuck up?" And we're actually getting ready to watch the original Top Gun. So that like gave me a little mini panic attack. But then it goes Top Gun, and then you see Maverick underneath, it and you're just like, "Oh, thank God!" What they did with these scenes, and uh, so Joseph Kazansky, it looks like is the director of the movie who did only the brave with miles teller and then he did oblivion with tom hanks so obviously he's working with two actors that appreciate him tom Tom cruise yeah sorry thank you tom cruise and then does this movie so they they worked their way up they they flew on some like regular planes and then they were the actual passengers on f-18s for 11 just a measly $11,000 $11,000 a day from the government. So when you see the, the the shit kick in, and that to me is the most exciting part about the whole entire movie is how more realistic it was, obviously, compared to the first one. Because the first one, you're just really kind of seeing battle scenes. You're seeing them, you know, green screen behind them, this, that, and the other. 
this felt like I was actually in this shit. So, but going back to the beginning and everything else, yes, I agree. Uh, I, you know, I, I just had chills because growing up, I had like little fighter jets around. Like I wanted to fucking join the Navy. I wanted to fly this shit. You know, I see you agreeing. I mean, I'm sure that you're like up there with me. I mean, I don't know if I wanted to be a naval aviator, but I this fuck. I've been talking again. We talked about this in the pre. I've been talking about wanting to see this movie for four fucking years. Okay, yeah. Yeah. this was supposed to come out in 2020, so this has been a part of our movie premiere episodes for the last three years. Yes, so we are finally glad to actually have it out. But yeah, the storyline's good. Jennifer Conley's great. I really thought that they did a fantastic job with the Val Kilmer cameo it was it was touching uh yeah. for a lot of you that don't know he doesn't have a voice anymore uh he uh I, I can't remember if it was cancer or whatnot yeah he had he had uh throat cancer yeah throat cancer so he literally doesn't have a, a voice so i i thought that they did very very well with that and then just the whole when you when you hear him and i think it was his son playing the voice because if you ever watched the val documentary i think it's on either amazon i think it is on amazon prime it's, yes. Yeah, it's very it's done very very well. You know, there's there's a moment in there where he's like, "So who's the better pilot?" and then Tom Cruise says, "Let's not ruin this moment." <laughs> I mean, I I literally I was yeah. just like, "Oh my gosh, there's nowhere to go but up." To me, um and you know, like say, but I'm going to go positive, negative and then back to positive. Negative, my my two main negatives are All right, so you have Goose's son, Rooster doing great balls of fire. This song is 55 years old. Okay. When they first did it, I, I could get it. It's a classic. You know, this is before the days of YouTube and everything else. It's just one of those things like, Oh, you hear it on classic rock radio. I get that. The whole entire bar full of millennials is singing great balls of fire. And I'm just like, this is incredibly unrealistic, but no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I see you. I see you with your finger in the air. You're such a fucking killjoy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't even know all the words of Great Balls of Fire. You could tell. Hold on. You could tell that that wasn't the first time he did that. (laughs) Because they're like, oh, here he goes. You know, like. So maybe. I got you. And and, and, and trust me, my complaints about this movie are so fucking minimal. It's it's ridiculous. Because that's literally one of them. And the second one is. I do feel like the last act was rush. Like, you know, the rescuing Tom Cruise, he came out of nowhere and then they just kind of like run over. And of course there's like the F 18 that like, that's it. Like those are my only two complaints on a phenomenal movie. Cause here's the thing. And Saba may not like this at, and we're, we're going to get to this on another episode after Dr. Strange. I'm not saying I'm over cause I, I cannot wait for the new Thor. I really can't. I think I'm over the multiverse, plain and simple. I'm just over the multiverse and everything that it has to do with. I think that Top Gun proves, and it's to all the directors out there that are like, oh, we can't make movies anymore because everything is a comic book movie. This movie, to me, saved like summer blockbusters that don't have to do with comic books. Just in my opinion. And honestly, Saba, I would love to hear your feedback on that. Yeah, I think that there's value with what you just said. I just, I don't know how you could be over the multiverse a year into the this phase. Like, um, give it fucking time to develop, for Christ's sakes. Like, 
Jesus, like you're you're so. I know that's another episode. That's another episode. Yeah, I but just. I mean, I don't. Track. I don't want to go down that road. But <laughs> I, I was just watching Endgame. It was on TNT before we started recording this, and I was sitting there going, "God, man, this is when fucking superhero movies were great." You know. <laughs> so right. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm with you. So what I will say is, yeah, yeah. you can still make a great movie that doesn't have a comic book character in it. Correct. Correct. And I think that this movie now hold on. Will the studio give you as much leeway and creative freedom and those kinds of things? If it's sort of an original story, probably not, but that's where Top Gun has the benefit of it's a, it's a sequel. You know, it's 36 years later, but it's a sequel. So they had a little bit of more creative freedom than, than necessarily you will. And, And let's be honest now, some of the best movies that are coming out, action movies mm-hmm. aren't on, they don't, they're not being released in theaters. They're being oh, released straight Amazon to Netflix. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. So look, there's a forum for it, right? I mean, I think the theatrical releases, you know, I mean, every, the world's still recovering from COVID too, oh, yeah. right? And so, I mean, and Tom Cruise flat out said, I do not want this movie released on a streaming platform. I want it, it, he, That was theater. smart. That was very, very smart. And you got to figure too. And I think my biggest takeaway, and we we talked about this off camera, it's hard to do a sequel. Very hard to do a sequel 30 plus years later and still get the respect of old school fans like us and also have like, you know, the Miles Tellers of the world, Hangman, like bringing in this new cast. Now, are they going to continue to make these and are they going to be successful? Who the fuck knows? But I, I will say it. for a sequel this far, especially this far away from the original, this is probably one of the best ones I've seen. And I'm not talking Godfather part three over here. I'm talking like a legit sequel, just part two this far away, I would say. And not, let's just say both movies came out around the same time. But I really don't want to say that. Either way, though, it's a good sequel. It's a good movie. It's a great popcorn flick. Are there some plot holes in there? Yes, of course. You know what I mean? Every fucking blockbuster movie has plot holes, even if it's a comic book movie. But at the same time, though, I was entertained the entire time and I was smiling ridiculously. Yeah, I mean, if you do the math, if you do the math, Miles Teller is 40 years old, right? Like he's my age. (laughs) Right. So I think that's the biggest plot hole. Like he's a little too fucking young to be the kid that was sitting on the piano with the cowboy head on an 86, you know? (laughs) Right. True. This is true because my daughter, she was born in 2001 and she's getting ready to be 21. So I am going to give it four rings. Like I said, incredibly entertaining. Can't wait to watch it again. You know, is it as rewatchable as the original? I don't know. I mean, I still love the original. To me, the soundtrack, especially for 80s and 90s movies, and this is another podcast for another day. Soundtracks do make a gigantic uh, difference. Now, Lady Gaga's song for this movie is a shit. It just wasn't utilized as much as a lot of those songs were in the original. I would have loved to have maybe seen that just a little bit more, especially the scenes between him and Jennifer Connelly. So that way we could have got that, you know, take my breath, the doom, 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 doom. You know what I mean? But besides that, Phenomenal movie, great sequel. I can see why Tom Cruise was very adamant on not putting this out on a streaming platform and, and having it in theaters. Because, but for the exception of comic book movies and everything everywhere all at once, which that'll be another episode for another day, 
I haven't been this, this entertained in a movie theater in a while. Next movie up for grabs. Yeah. We saw, I saw, I, and I saw both of these last week. Yeah. I so saw, you, you I saw Top Gun question. on Wednesday. I yeah. saw Top Gun on Wednesday and I saw Jurassic Park on Sunday yesterday. All right. So what, what are your thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion, which is apparently going to wrap up this entire series? The first yeah. three, right? Jurassic Parks? Uh, was that yes. Four? No. Yeah. First three and then these three. Yeah. So uh, I would love to hear your, your feedback on this. So in the same way that, you know, Top Gun had a little 80s nostalgia, this definitely had a 90s nostalgia, 90s vibe. It was really, really great to have the original cast back in it. Um, Sam Neill, uh, Laura Dern and, and uh, Jeff Goldblum. I, I would have liked to have seen Jeff Goldblum have a slightly larger role. Uh, Sam Neill and, and Laura Dern had had great had a great size role. Um so the nostalgia and sort of the the callback to, um, you know, the original Jurassic Park and all that was great. That's the positive. What I'll say sort of with the negative, I mean, all these fucking movies are the same, man. Like, you know, look, they're entertaining all kind of in their own way, but like they got out. You know, they got out yeah. and somebody's got to go do something. And there's, yeah. you know, a, a, a big, vicious hybrid dinosaur now that, you know, is attacking people and, and all that. So, you know, look, I it was this the third of the Jurassic World trilogy was better than the second one. I thought the second one was really bad. Mm hmm. Where, where they introduced him and, and her, Bryce Dallas Howard, and, and that whole thing. The second one wasn't great. This third one was, you know, look, it was it was it was better. I don't know. You know, I, the dynamic of this was certainly different with, you know, sort of dinosaurs coexisting with, you know, human life and all that. I hope that they make more of these movies, but I hope that they wait 14 years like they did between the first trilogy and, and, the, and the second trilogy. Um, there, there needs to be time. There needs to be time for this stuff to kind of cool off and for them to, you know, technology to improve. I will say um, I do like I, I watched the movie yesterday at 1.30 and then I came home and on FX or whatever they were showing Jurassic World and Jurassic World Dominion, uh, Fallen Kingdom, right? The uh, movie four and five, or or one and two of the second trilogy, if yeah. you will. And I will the the last sort of positive thing that I will say is, you know, in the first trilogy, T Rex was kind of the villain, right? And the Raptors were the villains, and I really enjoy how they you know, sort of created, you know, made the villains from the first trilogy kind of the, you know, the anti-heroes or whatever, right? Like the T-Rex always kind of came and saved the day in the second trilogy. Uh, obviously the story with Blue and, and Owen's ability to, you know, communicate and have that bond and, you know, sort of utilize them in, in certain, uh, you know, utilize the Raptors in certain capacity, you know, was good. Um so, you know, that that's just kind of my overall it, look. Am I going to watch it when it comes on FX? Probably. Um, 
would I, I mean, I will, because I, I watch these Jurassic movies when they come on TV, because, you know, I, I, I enjoy the dinosaur piece of it. Um, do they need to chill out for a while? Yeah, they do. And I, and I came home and I started doing some research and it's funny. They're actually already talking about, uh, do, kicking off another trilogy with the gal who's the pilot, yeah. uh, the kid who was the was the communications guy that sort of tipped off mm-hmm. um, Ian Malcolm and the villain, the the woman who, um, you know, uh, stole stole the girl and everything and brought him. I, I don't know her name, but she's been in a lot of different things. Um, I just I hope they chill out. Uh, my rank, my my score, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it four in it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> two in it. I give my it, eyes. I give it, I give it, I give it two coins. It's officially, it's not as bad as the Joker, uh, in my opinion, but it's, it's, it's right there. I mean, it's just, I, it, we're tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. You know, it, the, the acting is good. I love Chris Pratt. I, I love Bryce Dallas Howard. I love the original cast coming back. That's the only thing that saved this movie. Like, that's it. I love it. You know, uh, for a lot of you that have been listening for the last four years, Sabre and I may agree on some things. There's a lot of things that we don't agree on. Definitely agree on this. So I saw this yesterday and I'm going to, I'm going to start off with the good. Only because I don't trash movies often on this podcast. Y'all know I don't, but I do not have a lot of good things to say. Who he was talking about, DeWanda Wise, this is a rising star. But she's a fucking star. There's she's no star. doubt. So, DeWanda, if, you, if you're hearing this, we would love to have you love on the it. show. You are amazing. To me, she is literally the main highlight of the whole entire movie so that that's my start like i said she was in fatherhood with kevin hart check that out on netflix harder they fall on netflix someone great on netflix she's crushing it so let's get to the bad i felt like this was a very boring unimaginative slow and predictable movie i really did like i I was about to pass out halfway through it and the only parts that kind of got me to jump was when uh, Laura Dean and, and all of them were in the caverns and they were trying yeah, to get out of the cavern. That got me. That was, that was it. I almost that shit my it. pants. I'm I, not yeah, going to lie. Me too. It, it scared the shit out of me. And I'm not one for, for jump scares, but you know, I feel like the original Jurassic Park had a lot more just kind of thrills and dynamic and everything else. Like to me, it's not just so much about the special effects. Like I feel like the acting was great and all the scenes were fantastic I just feel like again they just threw dinosaurs everywhere. I would have liked to see Yo, more everywhere, of, everywhere. Like every time, it's like oh, I just got through a life. Like with the amount of adversity that they had to face, there's no way yeah. you live through that. No, it's just like oh, I beat this one. Oh, now here's a bigger, scarier, more lethal dinosaur. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I I did think it was cool when they finally got all together. You know, the first group from the first, really the first episode, the first movie. And then with a new group, I thought that was kind of nice. But again, short-lived. Again, DeWanda Wise as Kayla Kayla Waits, you steal the show, honey. I mean, if I can make this podcast all about you, 
I, I would because you are a star and you are going to be crushing it. So, so I just listen. Owen Grady is his last name, dude. Chris yeah. Pratt, that he, that's he's awesome. He's he's great in that he's movie. Not bad, and 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 I, and I love um, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, she's great. Uh, yeah, they're talking about her. They're talking. Great. They're talking about her directing the next one. Yeah. And she's directed a lot of episodes of the Mandalorian. I mean, she's in her father's footsteps as Ron Howard. She's great. And that's the thing. There, there are great performances in here, you know, between Bryce Dallas Howard and like really of the majority of the cast. It's not so much like the, the guy that ran the place. He's a that, fucking that, that motherfucker. I mean, it was predictable. It's like, okay, I just can't wait to see you die because we, because it's the same happen. thing every time. It's, it's the, the guy in charge is the problem. Yeah. I'm gonna lose barbersaw can. And then I get yeah. fucked up. Yeah. So, I mean, besides that though, the movie itself, again, predictable, boring, but by, by the time it got to the third act, I actually was waking up a little bit, but the first two acts, it took everything in me to stay awake. And I, and I hate to say this about any movie with Chris Pratt and everybody else in there. But I, you're right. Like, please, let's take a break. Let's not go right back into the Jurassic. 15 era. years. Take, yeah, take take a break. And then let's it was it was a 14 time. year break between yeah. Jurassic Park three and Jurassic World. Yeah. Take take a 14 or 15 it's year about. break. Yeah. If I if this shit, if I'm 55, when the next one comes out, yeah. you did something right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed, because I don't, I don't want to, you know, fall asleep at a movie theater, and like, and like I said, it, it was just so predictable. And on top of that, too. So my last gripe: How is Bryce Dallas Howard running away on foot from a raptor, but Chris Pratt and like everybody else in an automobile is barely getting away from a raptor? Those were the super raptors. That you- yeah. Yeah, and she's just running away from them. Chris, yeah, well, she was on the roof. Else, she was on the roof and jumped it through the like. Yeah, I mean, it's believable. Yeah, I'm just like, if you can just catch up to that person on a motorcycle that goes what forty miles an hour, let's just say forty five max, and on foot, the fastest person on earth is what Usain Bolt at. Let's just say 20 miles. 25, 25. You know what I mean? I'm just like, come on. And I'm not here looking for plot holes again. It was just not well written. You can tell they're just trying to pump the shit out. All right. How do we get everybody from the original into this movie? Have it make sense with the gigantic, not wasp, but the hell, what the hell are they called? Uh, Locust. Locust. Yeah, that shit freaks me out more than fucking anything else. <laughs> I thought Sam Neill and Laura Dern were great. Um, Sam Neill, like Sam Neill has aged very, very well. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum, obviously. I mean, has aged very well. I thought Laura Dern ever, you know, aged very well. Again, like I said, I wish we would have had a little more Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Um, you know, they just he was kind of in there and then he was not. And then he kind of at the end came in. Um, but, you know, the Sam Neill, Dr. Alan Grant character, um, Laura Dern with Ellie Sadler, like I was transported back to 1993 yeah. when that when the original came out. I mean, they they did a bit, but, you know, they're both fucking phenomenal actors. Right. Exactly. So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that they were able to, you know, sort of very easily return into those roles. Yeah. And, and again, the performances were great. They really were just the storyline and just let's just throw dinosaurs everywhere. And then we'll just, oh, well, the rest of us just have to adapt to a random brontosaurus just fucking stepping on my crib. Like, 
No, I, I think it would have made more sense if there would have been some kind of agency that would have been like, okay, we need to maybe try to put them in another natural habitat that's away from here instead of just. They did. They were taking them to Italy, bro. <laughs> Biosyn. Yeah, yeah, did you not see the fucking movie? <laughs> I did. But that obviously didn't work until the very end. And yeah. then, uh, you know, we go from there. So uh, th- those are our reviews for Top Gun Maverick and Jurassic World. We would love to have your feedback on there. Be sure to check us out on our website. You didn't give your stars or your coins. Oh, my, my coins, it, it gets two. And it, it's yeah. only because of the acting performances. It has nothing right. to do with the storyline at all whatsoever. And the majority of that coin is DeWanda Wise. We love you. You are fantastic. You are a star on the rise. And we cannot wait for you to crush this shit. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check us out. Social media, Zero Dark Nerdy, Water Cooler for all your sports entertainment festivities out there. On behalf of everybody from Zero Dark Nerdy, this is B. Hearn. Captain Cleveland, Ryan Sable. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Victory! And anger management? Fuck anger management. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.